Welcome one, welcome all to another brand new edition of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. I am your host, TLWD, and I thank you for joining us again for another brand new episode this week. Hope everybody is doing well, well as can be. We are now in the midst of fall, Halloween, and Election Day both fast approaching. I know that a lot of people have a lot on their plate right now, but I hope you are doing the best that you can. Speaking of doing the best that you can, I wanted to start off this week's show by putting a spotlight on the WNBA because I don't feel like they're getting enough credit right now. And I think it should be kind of shouted from the mountaintops on the success that the WNBA has had this year. Uh, 2020 has been a year focused on adaptability for sports leagues, teams, and athletes during the midst of this uncertainty. No question about that. Sports teams and their athletes, uh, sports leagues and their athletes are adapting to uh, try to have some kind of a semblance of normalness in this pandemic. Uh, The WNBA has taken the 2020 season as an opportunity to explode in growth, which is amazing. And this is what I wanted to spotlight. In a period where viewership is down in a lot of professional sports right now, for many reasons, The WNBA increased their viewership by 68%. That is an amazing statistic. And I think they should be applauded for that. That is a huge bump in viewership for one season. 68% increase in viewership. Here's some other things that the WNBA should be patted on the back for. In April... The WNBA was the first league to host a virtual draft, okay, even before the NFL, WNBA hosted their virtual draft first. In July, they were the first league to dedicate their season to social injustice issues. So they were the first one to kind of step out there and, you know, face whatever came with being the first sports league to tackle social injustice. And they even started the bubble season before the NBA. Another really cool thing for the WNBA this past season, and I do think this is what helped see the spike in numbers, is a lot of the WNBA players have been extremely active and vocal through social media to showcase their own personalities, brands, and tapping into major supporters of the league with the Orange Hoodie campaign. So I really, really have to credit everything that the WNBA did this season. It it was a a tremendous spike in viewership, which when you think about the times right now and everything going on, um, that's huge for the WNBA. I mean, 68%. I can't stress that number enough. That's a huge spike in viewership. Um, And it really, a lot of it, I do believe, goes to the social media presence. I think that was a huge help for them. I mean, you have somebody like Tia Cooper has a a social impression of 4.1 million people. Uh, Candace Parker, 3.7 million people. Uh, Sue Bird, 1.8 million people. Um, It's, I can just keep going on and on. I mean, I have have so many here. Lexi Brown of the Minnesota Lynx, 1.5 million uh social impression like uh, they just they did a great job Skylar Diggins uh 1.1 million 
uh, people, social impression. Like, that's it. That's, I mean, just fabulous numbers for the WNBA. And I think another thing that kind of gets lost in the shuffle is the way these women went into the bubble and balanced not only their life, but their families as well. Because, you know, and this is always a touchy subject, but for the male athletes, a lot of them, as hard as it was to leave their children, a lot of them were allowed or able to leave their child at home with mom while they went to go play their respective sports, whether it be, you know, football, baseball, basketball, hockey. A lot of these male athletes were able to leave their child home with somebody. For the WNBA, the moms, most most players who were moms, took their children to the bubble with them and balanced that life. So they balanced being a mom and being a professional athlete inside of a bubble. Think about that. Think about you know, taking your child out of their comfort zone uh, and bringing them into this bubble atmosphere and, and kind of um, exposing them to this kind of new world that we're living in and, um, you know, balancing that and being successful on the court and also being successful at home. I mean, kudos to these women. And, and, and I think the other beautiful thing that came out of this was the, if you want to call it sisterhood or whatever you want to call it, but these players did such a great job of you know forming a community and forming a bond with each other where they would watch after each other's children um, or they would even you know take somebody's child for a little bit just to give mom a break so that you know she could do whatever she needed to do like they just did a great job of taking care of each other and I think those are the things that all attribute to the success of the league and the bump in viewership. Um, So again, I don't think this gets talked about enough, to be quite honest. We focus so much on what the NBA and what the NHL did right. We focus so much on what Major League Baseball and the NFL and college football are doing wrong. We don't talk about the success of the WNBA. We don't talk about how successful that bubble was. We don't talk about how successful these women were, okay? Not only did they increase, not, not only did they increase viewership by 68% and have a huge social media impression throughout this bubble, but they also played quality basketball and continued to raise their families all at the same time. We don't talk about this enough. So I'm just one person. I'm just one guy with a Toddcast. I, though, felt the need to go ahead and and kind of shout this from the mountain and just say wonderful job to the WNBA, to everybody involved there, and to all the players in the WNBA on a fabulous season that was just, you know, a challenge and new territory for everyone involved. So kudos to the WNBA. Don't go anywhere. We got a great show coming at you uh, in a little bit. We're going to be back from break, and we're going to talk about the World Series. Later on, we're going to go over some rules of etiquette. And in just a little bit, we're going to have Baronese here to play Random Five. So don't go anywhere. Random thoughts and best regards coming back at you in just a few minutes.
Wealth, if you're a fan of this drink, and to be quite honest, I'm not sure why you would be, but nonetheless, if you are a fan of this drink, you may want to go ahead and stock up because 2020 has struck again if you are a fan of Tab. Coca-Cola, after nearly 60 years, is discontinuing its first ever diet soda Tab, which acquired a huge fan base in the 70s and 80s and maintained a small but devoted following throughout the years. Tab is one of several underperforming products Coke has said it is eliminating from its brand lineup by the end of the year, so make sure you go out and find some Tab before January. Um, The company seeks to streamline production and focus on best sellers. Coca-Cola is not alone in uh, kind of working on its brand lineup. Uh, Many food and beverage companies are cutting back on their product offerings during the pandemic to make their operations more efficient and meet growing demand for their most popular items. Uh, The company said its beverage overhaul was already underway before COVID-19, but the pandemic prompted the company to fast-track changes. Coca-Cola previously announced that Ottawa Juices and Zyko Coconut Water would be among the discontinued brands as well. So, there you have it. Tab has effectively fallen victim to the pandemic, much like many other things, unfortunately. And again, not making light of this because people have actually lost their lives during this pandemic, so it's a very serious thing. Um, But here is another example of a big corporation trying to... um, streamline to sort of stop the hemorrhaging stop the bleeding obviously um, people aren't working people don't have money they're not spending as much so coca-cola has decided to streamline their products to focus on what is selling they will continue to focus on their coke zero products and diet coke uh, that's kind of where they will put their um, in terms of diet drinks now that's where they'll put their their emphasis in. Um, In fact, they went on to say retiring products like Tab frees the company to invest in powerhouse Diet Coke and Coke Zero brands. So there you have it. If you are a fan of Tab, uh, go ahead and stock up. I'm not quite sure why. Show of hands in the audience. Has has anybody ever drank a Tab? Um, I have, and I'll tell you a funny story why I have. But uh, to me, Tab basically had, so think of Diet Coke with no taste, and then just a, instead of a hint of lime, like a hint of metal. So imagine a tasteless Diet Coke with a hint of metal instead of a hint of lime. Uh, That was pretty much Tab in a nutshell. You ask, T-O-double-D, how do you know what Tab tastes like? I'll tell you a story. I want to say back in the probably late 80s, early 90s, we'll go with, um, I was pretty, I was pretty young, um, so let's say, let's say late 80s, very early 90s, um, Coca-Cola as a company across their, their brands had put, uh, NFL teams on their cans. So of course, as a kid, you do things like collect baseball cards, collect all kinds of random things. I wanted to collect these soda cans. So myself, Shinto, Ricardo, another friend of mine, George, we all were collecting these cans. 
and I was trying to get the full league. I forget how many teams were in the league at that point, um, kind of a mute point, but whatever the case, I was trying to get the whole collection, and I had most of them, and again, it was across uh, Coca-Cola, Cherry Coke, Sprite, Diet Coke, and there was one team for whatever reason. This is the bizarrest thing, because like, on the other brands, you could get like multiple teams. Like you could get, you know, say the the Houston Oilers and uh, New England Patriots. You can get them on Coke cans. You could get like uh, the New York Jets and and the the um, you know Miami Dolphins on a Sprite can. Like you could get multiple teams across different brands. But for whatever reason, I needed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the only place to get. A freaking Tampa Bay Buccaneers can was tab so finally one day we're in quick check which is the local convenience store right around the corner from where we lived in New Jersey and we used to go in there all the time and try to you know we were collecting cans buying cans of soda to collect these these individual teams finally they have the tab can with the Buccaneers so I get it it helps me, you know, to complete my set. Um, so, of course, now I have these all stacked up on my dresser in kind of like a pyramid fashion. So I got to empty it out. And instead of just pouring it out, I'm saying, well, okay, I'll, I'll taste it. How bad could it be? Boy, it could be bad. Again, like I said, think of tasteless Diet Coke with a hint of metal. And there you have Tab. Uh, so not shocked that Tab is going away. However, really weird, because I will say that, and I mentioned that in an article, they had this very devoted devoted fan base. It was a small fan base because this isn't the first time that that Tab almost met a demise, but a couple times it had just been saved. Um, and now finally, with the pandemic, there just there was no no saving Tab, and I, I assume the fan base just over the years just got even smaller than than it originally was. It was always kind of like a niche fan base, um, and I, it's just time. It's time for Tab. Um, to go into retirement and and that's what it will do so again if you are a fan of tab and from what i understand it's hard to get tab anyway um right now like in the pandemic that was one of the things just like they had issues with dr pepper there was a minute there during the early days of the pandemic like march april where it was really hard to get dr pepper uh from what i understand it's really hard to also get tab right now um so now add on to that the fact that the retirement has been announced i'd imagine from now until january it's going to be very hard to find tab so if you are a fan of tab i would recommend you going and trying to find some now especially before the price gouging and everything starts on amazon because again this is 2020 we also know that's going to happen as well Um, so again to recap tab will be retiring at the end of the year there will be no more tab coca-cola company will now instead focus on diet coke and coke zero products again it is a streamlining effort streamlining i'll get that word out of my mouth streamlining effort to go ahead and kind of quell some of the financial losses that coca-cola much like many other companies have taken during the pandemic well we've got ourselves a world series over in arlington texas even though neither team is from the state of texas uh, mlb has a bubble site for this year's fall classic even though that bubble has fans in it so all right 
Um, there's that. Uh, a bubble with holes, a compromise bubble. I'm not sure what we want to call that, but nonetheless, here we go. Uh, anyway, this year's matchup features the Tampa Bay Rays out of the AL, who had to hold off the Houston Astros in a seven-game series that they once led 3-0. So a little bit of adversity for the Rays to get to the World Series. Um, they were almost the second team to blow a 3-0 lead, um, but they were able to hold on in a Game 7 and defeat the Astros. Uh, out of the NL, we have the LA Dodgers, who after going uh, down 2-0 in the series with the Atlanta Braves, rallied and took the series in seven games. The series got underway on Tuesday, with the Dodgers taking Game 1 8-3, and on Wednesday, the Rays bounced back to even up the series 1-1 to with a 6-4 win. So, this now brings us to the ever-present question on Random Thoughts and Best Regards of who T.O.D. thinks will take the Fall Classic this year. And I gotta admit, this is not an easy... Uh, there, there's not one team... Of these two teams, um, there's not there's not a lot of clarity in terms of. I've really had to look at this and, and think about this a lot. Um, I think the fact that the series is tied right now will start to favor the Tampa Bay Rays. The longer the series goes, I feel the advantage tilts to the Rays. Why I feel that way is the Rays pitching staff. You've got five starters who can throw the ball pretty consistently at 100 miles an hour. You normally get a World Series team that has like one or two guys that can throw consistently 100 miles an hour. Um, The Rays have five guys who can go pretty deep into a game with some high velocity, which is impressive. But then you've got the L.A. Dodgers, who just have that star power, right? I mean, the Dodgers just, you've got Mookie Betts, you've got Cody Bellinger, you've got Clayton Kershaw. They just, they have that star power. When, then when you look across at the Rays, you, you know, you hear uh, names like Choi Jamin, Randy Arozarena, Tyler Glasnow, Blake Snell. Those are names that in the very near future, will be household names in Major League Baseball, but aren't quite yet. Um, Where the Dodgers, you have this all-star team, essentially. And the Dodgers have been knocking on the door for the last 10 years. Knocking on that door, knocking on that door. They just haven't broke through. They are the equivalent of what the Washington Nationals were for many years. The Washington Nationals were knocking on that door, knocking on that door, and they would do well in the regular season and then just burn out in the playoffs. Just completely you know, uh, missed the boat until, you know, finally the Nationals broke through and and won a championship. The Dodgers are a little different. The Dodgers have had better postseason success than the Nationals, but they've still always come up short of the World Series. And there's a lot of money on that payroll to be coming up short. Last time they went to the World Series was in 2018. They lost to the Boston Red Sox. Large part, of the, large part of the reason they lost that series to the Boston Red Sox was Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts was a star for the Red Sox in that World Series. Things happened in Boston. 
Mookie was not going to be re-signed. Dodgers pulled the trigger, signed him to one of the most lucrative contracts in Major League Baseball history. Um, And if you saw Mookie Betts in the NLCS, you knew exactly why. I mean, his fielding and his ability to just pull a ball back into the park, (laughs) which should have been a home run uh, multiple times, uh, he's just flat out impressive. And I've said it before, I'm on record, Mookie Betts is my current favorite player in Major League Baseball. Uh, He's just so talented and has such a huge upside. I'm going to be so excited to watch him over the next few years. But the question now is, is Dave Roberts, who I also have a soft spot for, the manager of um, the LA Dodgers, is this the team that he finally breaks through with? This is a tough one for me. Um, Because I look at the paths that these teams took to get to the World Series. Dodgers knocked off San Diego, which, okay, is a good team, but maybe not quite gelled yet. A lot of people were thinking that San Diego could make a deep playoff run, but they didn't. There were a lot of new parts on that team. Dodgers knocked them off. Then they face an Atlanta team, and they face adversity against that Atlanta team. It's a young Atlanta team. Probably the surprise of the MLB playoffs this year is Atlanta. Um... But it was a young, hungry Atlanta team. The Dodgers had to battle in that one. And the Dodgers battled back, and they won. But then I look at the AL side. We've got the Tampa Bay Rays, who in the first round faced the Toronto Blue Jays. Swept right through the Blue Jays. Another good AL East team, the Toronto Blue Jays. Swept right through. Then they go, and they play the New York Yankees. A lot of people's favorite to win the World Series this year. One of the most powerful lineups in baseball. And what does that Rays pitching staff do? Same thing it did all year long. It's the reason why they had the best record in baseball. It's the reason why they were the AL East champions. They dismantled the Yankees in that series. Absolutely dismantled the New York Yankees. Then they go on and they face another team that whether you like them or you don't like them, whether they're beating on drums, stealing signs, whatever, the Houston Astros probably have the second best offense in baseball behind the Yankees. So the Rays pitching staff has had to face two of the most high-powered teams back-to-back. Maybe three now if you want to throw in the Dodgers in the World Series, but the Dodgers, uh, excuse me, the uh, Rays knock off, again, they had to struggle, and they almost blew a huge lead. I mean, they had a 3-0 lead. The Yankees were the only other team to blow a 3-0 lead, and that was to the 0-4 Red Sox. But in one singular game, that Game 7, the Rays were what they were all season long. They were the best team in baseball, and they defeated the Astros. So now we get to the World Series. And again, as I mentioned, the series is tied. So what am I feeling? What am I thinking? I think for the Dodgers, this series needs to end quickly if they're going to win a World Series. In the NLCS and the ALCS, there were no days off. So pitching staffs were kind of vandalized, brutalized. You didn't necessarily have the things that you have in a normal year where you can have a starter go 
on three days rest. So you could see an ace maybe twice in a series. You didn't have that in the NLCS. You had hodgepodge, just make it through, put a guy here, put a guy there, you know, throw a guy in for an inning, whatever it took, um, just throw arms at it till we can get out of the series and get to the World Series. That's what you had. So these teams' pitching staffs may be a bit fatigued. The Dodgers need to take advantage of that because now there are days of rest. And now you have a very, very good Tampa Bay starting five rotation. And if you allow them to rest and you have to see an ace more than once in this series, I do think it is going to spell trouble for the Dodgers. And this is a young Tampa team with a lot of potential and a lot of promise. This is a team that was built very well through trades and through the draft. This was not a we're going to go out and sign free agents, big names like the Dodgers. This is the exact opposite model of the L.A. Dodgers and the New York Yankees. They have brought this team up through trades and drafts. And this is a very good team top to bottom. They're good. The infield is very good defensively. Same thing with the outfield. Um, at times, they will even play four outfielders, which kind of throw teams off a little bit. Uh, Kevin Cash, the manager of the Rays, has done a very good job with this team. And there is a reason why they have the best record in baseball. Even though this was an abbreviated season, there's a reason why the Rays were the best team in baseball this year. And I think, ultimately, th- listen, there is a large part of me that wants to say the Dodgers will win. And there is a large part of me that um, wants to pick the Dodgers to win. Um, I talked about my Nana on the show last week. She was a huge Brooklyn Dodgers fan. So a lot of times when I'm not rooting for the Boston Red Sox, when the Red Sox are out of it, I pull for the LA Dodgers at times. Um, This is just tough. I mean, they've got my favorite player, Mookie Betts. Uh, They've got Dave Roberts, who, hey, listen, back in 04, if Dave Roberts doesn't steal that base, history is very different in that Yankees-Red Sox series. So, you know, I got great love for Dave Roberts, too, and he's one of the most respected managers in the game. And he's been knocking on the door for a while as a manager to win the World Series. Um, Hold that for one second. Speaking of stolen bases, Mookie Betts stole a base in Game 1 of the World Series. So now everybody gets free tacos from Taco Bell. And Mookie has requested that when you do get your free taco, you at him at Twitter with a photo of you and your taco. So uh, if you do go get a free taco, make sure you hit up Mookie Betts with a photo on Twitter. Um, Back to my pick. (sighs) Um, I just have to look at this analytically, to be very honest with you. And I have to go with the Tampa Bay Rays to win the World Series. I say that because I look at the teams and I look at the path to get to the World Series. And as I mentioned... Toronto, New York, Houston, all very impressive. And when it comes down to it, that Rays pitching rotation was able to steer the ship and shut down a lot of high-powered offenses. We've got the same thing with the Dodgers. We've got a high-powered offense. I just don't know if there is enough pitching on the Dodgers to go deep into the woods with the Rays. And again, the series is already tied one-to-one. So game three is this coming Friday. The longer the series goes, I just feel that it favors the Rays and it favors that pitching staff. I mean, again, as I said, you've got five starters. 
that can throw for velocity into deep innings. I just think eventually it's going to wear the Dodgers out. I have to say, I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Dodgers win the World Series and people say, ha, T.O.W.D. doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. I just, it, it, I just look at the numbers and I look at the paths to the World Series and I have to, I have to pick, if I'm, if I'm making a pick, which I am on the show, I have to go with the Tampa Bay Rays. It just seems like the smarter pick um, looking at the things that I have in front of me. Again, I hope the best for the Dodgers. I would love to see the Dodgers win a World Series. I think a very cool thing coming out of this either way is we are going to have a city win a championship, win a second championship within a matter of weeks, which is really cool. We've had the Tampa Bay Lightning just recently win the World Series. Uh, excuse me, just recently win the Stanley Cup. And we've had the LA Lakers just recently win the NBA championship. So if Tampa wins the World Series... The city of Tampa will have a Stanley Cup championship and a World Series championship in a matter of weeks. If the Dodgers win the World Series, the city of LA will have a uh, NBA championship and a World Series championship in a matter of weeks. The very cool thing about this is there are times that we see this in the sporting world. It's rare, but there are times where we will see a city win two championships. It is normally a scenario where a team wins the Stanley Cup championship from the NHL, and then that same city wins an NBA championship. Uh, this is the first time that I'm aware of in history, and again, 2020 has been a historic year. This is the first time that we will have a city win a World Series championship and or a Stanley Cup or NBA Finals championship within weeks of each other. So a very cool uh, first in uh, another history-making sports event in this crazy pandemic world of 2020. Um, so there's my pick for the World Series, Tampa Bay Rays. Um, we'll follow up next week and see what has gone on in the World Series. Um, but yeah, there, there it is. Uh, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays to win this year's World Series. Uh, don't go anywhere. Coming up next on Random Thoughts and Best Regards, my son Jonah has a joke that he wants to try out on you. So stick around in just a few moments. We'll be back with Jonah's joke. Stick and stay. Don't go anywhere on Random Thoughts and Best Regards. thoughts and best regards it's time for everybody's favorite game show segment that's right it is time for random five and right now on the line we've got someone who at least tolerates me i'm not sure if she likes me but she at least tolerates me and i appreciate her for that so please welcome into the show for the very first time taking part in random five today she is a former usf sundal a former tampa bay buccaneer a cheerleader an awesome mom and a swell person baronice welcome to the show hi thank you for having me and yes i do like you i don't just tolerate you 
So now, just to give a little, we'll, we'll get into the game here in just a second, but just to give a little background information, since our viewers have never heard from you before yet on the show, and most of the people that have played Random 5, they've heard from, um, as I mentioned, you're a former USF Sundial. Uh, for 10 years, I helped cover the Sundials from 2008 to 2018. Uh, you were somewhere in the middle of that, right? Weren't you? Correct. I was 2012, 13? Um, 2000, yeah, 11 to 2013. Okay, I do remember. I do remember your team specifically because Lori, who was the head coach, asked me to do your compilation video for nationals and for UDA, and I did it. And you guys got a five out of five, so I was happy about that. <laughs> um, but um, again, so we've known each other for quite some time now. You are a, as I, I said, you were also a, a former Tampa Bay Buccaneers cheerleader. Uh, I won't call them the Suckaneers, as I normally do, only out of respect to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but a, a former Buccaneers cheerleader. Um, and you, um, you're a mom. And like I said, you're a cool person. So I thank you for coming on and doing this I appreciate us. you having me. All right. Are, are you are you ready? Are you ready to play? Random I five? am a little nervous, but I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here we go. Number five, Baronese. What mildly annoying curse do you wish you could curse people with? Hmm. Oh, my gosh. That is a really random, mildly annoying curse. <laughs> um. Oh, my gosh. I don't. What would I curse someone with? <laughs> Maybe having um that lamb chop song constantly stuck in their head (laughs) (laughs) that would that would certainly be a fitting curse to slowly drive somebody mentally insane (laughs) very very good i'll take it uh number four when you have 30 minutes of free time how do you pass that time so it kind of just depends on the day um Sometimes I'll like take it and scroll through Facebook, but other times I'll like get on YouTube okay. really and maybe listen to some type of like meditation video or like inspirational type video um, to kind of clear my head a little bit because my mind's always going. Okay, that's that's a useful that is a useful it use is. of time there. <laughs> All right, you do, so you're doing good so right? far, Not bad, right? Number three, what cartoon? do you still like to watch hmm a cartoon what cartoon um honestly i think i, I started back watching doug so it's a classic <laughs> in, in my opinion i mean the shows they never get All old right. so i yeah i still watch doug <laughs> doug okay that's a that's a good one i don't know why and i could totally be stereotyping you and i apologize but i don't know why i thought either spongebob or pokemon was gonna come out oh my gosh i i never watched pokemon (laughs) like my brother he loved it and like i would sit through a couple of the episodes and then spongebob um he's okay but a little annoying (laughs) yeah i i i agree i don't know why again it's totally totally stereotyping i don't know why it's something told but doug i i like i i will take doug that is a much better answer than the ones that i thought you might come up with <laughs> all right number two i don't I, all right i don't think you have any need for the question anyway baronice what's your best pickup line <laughs> you're right i don't really have a need for that 
my best. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever. I mean, there has been someone, obviously, that like I was interested in, and you know, I, if anything, mm-hmm. I just try to talk to someone, and then maybe I try to like reel them in, so then they like I flip it around on them, and then they actually try to like talk to me and, and get my number. That's, <laughs> that's that's a that is a very smart bit of operation there. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, I. <laughs> I, I I like to talk people to I like I can't even talk. See, I like to talk to people as well. That's a perfect example, though. Of did you ever see um, the uh, Into the Spider Verse? Yes. The Spider. Okay. Do you ever see when Miles can't even say hey? That's basically usually. Like, I like to talk to people <laughs> yeah. just when I get there. I'm like hey. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Moving on, Berenice. Here we go. Number one. What is the one food you cannot go without hmm i feel like there's so many i love i do love sweets so i would probably have to say from like Publix, they have this chocolate ganache cake that i absolutely love oh yes they do yes (laughs) it's like heaven in a little box it's so good (laughs) right there right there with you the and and when they do the i'm a big sucker for the the individual slice of that yes that's what i always get and for the carrot cake as well the so good <laughs> um i'm a big sucker for cake period but um so there you go baronice that was it that was random five yay yeah that was easy that that was easier than i thought the, <laughs> the first one was a little I, tough I told you. but i i yeah. made it through you 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 made it through. I I am proud of you, and I am so thankful that you came on the show. Uh, anything else you want to say before you get out of here? Um, no. I look forward to coming back for a, a longer time, and, and not just doing the rapid fire questions. Um, I think it'll it'll be great. And yes. hi, viewers, and I, thanks for having me on here. There you go. You rock. I will definitely get you back on. You have my promise with that. But I thank you for playing random. All right. Five thank today. you. Bye. All right, right now on Random Thoughts and Best Regards, I want to have a, I say good laugh, and go over an article that I saw on uh, BuzzFeed the other day. Uh, I say good laugh, but it's also kind of sad because when you read it, you realize how uh, etiquette has kind of slacked off in this country. Um, and I will be honest now without spoiling it for you. Uh, number one on this list is one of my biggest pet peeves in in terms of etiquette so that's why i wanted to go ahead and share it with you um there are multiple um rules of etiquette that are being broken and in this buzzfeed article uh it lists quite quite a few um i'm going to go over the top 20 for you um because i feel those are are most poignant and uh, kind of drive home the point of what the article is all about. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to run through these for you. Um, I'm sure we've dealt with a lot of them. Uh, I, we deal with a lot of them on a, on a daily basis. But what I want you to do, I want this to sort of be educational for you. We're not going to shame anybody. We're, we're not going to, you know, um, kind of beat anybody up over this metaphorically, so to speak. But if you're doing any of these, like stop and take a listen to this list, like quite honestly, because I, I get it. Life gets crazy. We get busy, especially now. A lot of shit going on. It's easy 
it's easy to lose sight of the simple things like etiquette because etiquette really should be a simple thing like there's a way to act human it's a way to act human it's etiquette uh, it should be a simple thing it should almost be like muscle memory we should just know that there are things that we should be doing and things that we shouldn't be doing and it's etiquette um but if you if any of these stop you or pause you and say oh i do that just just i'm here to help just take a mental note and see if you can stop doing it see if you can change the tide and you could stop some of these etiquette faux pas um so here we go number 20 if you're sitting down stand up to shake somebody's hand this is a simple one don't be lazy i know it's easy to just stick your hand up there first of all in this pandemic world i'm not even crazy about shaking hands anymore so you might as well just come over to me and give me a fist bump because chances are if you stick your hand out i'm just going to stare at it right now um or i'm gonna pull up my bottle of purell slap some sanitizer all over it and then shake your hand um but yeah if all things being equal if you're sitting down and somebody comes up to you and is introduced to you and they stick their hand out stand up to shake somebody's hand don't be lazy remain in your seat that's number 20. number 19 this is a big one this is a big one and it is generational i hate to call it out but it is generational and i know sometimes they don't even mean it but it's it's a big one uh in case you didn't know it is rude af to mess around on your smartphone when somebody is trying to have a conversation with you please when someone is talking to you give them your undivided attention for just a few minutes it is it is such a sign of disinterest and disrespect i don't care how busy you are i don't i don't care how busy you are i don't care about your life and all the things that you have going on it is so rude so rude if somebody is talking to you and having a conversation and you've got your head in your phone scrolling and answering back while you're talking to them if there is something that important that you need to be on your phone while that person is talking to you, hold them up for a minute. Say, hey, hold on, I'm so sorry, but I, I have to do this right now. I have to, to check this out on my phone. Just give me a second and then you'll have my undivided attention. Please, it's a generational thing, I'm telling you, man. Don't mess around on your smartphone when somebody is trying to have a conversation with you. Give them at least five minutes of your attention, please. Number 18, this is simple. It's gonna be so simple, I'm not even gonna elaborate. Use your turn signal. It's in your car for a reason. Use your turn signal. Hey. Number 17, another one, real simple. Doesn't need any further explanation. And pretty much illegal in just about every state now. Don't text and drive. Again, simple, don't text and drive, it can wait. There's nobody in the world that is that important that you need to risk your life or someone else's life by responding to a text. Again, if you're driving and it's that important that you need to respond to a text, pull over on the side of the road 
respond to the text, then put your phone down and continue your journey. Real simple. 18 and 17, real simple. 18 again, use a turn signal. 17, don't text and drive. So simple. Rules of the road, people. Please pay attention to them. 16, another one, this day and age. Uh, I think people are getting it now. Like in the pandemic, I think people are getting it now. But uh, 16, cover your mouth when you sneeze or when you cough. Like this BuzzFeed article um, says a word that I really can't say on the show. um, Or that at least I don't like to say too often. Sometimes I'll let it slip if it kind of fits the mood. But um, yeah, this BuzzFeed article number 16 says cover your effing mouth when you sneeze or cough. Uh, Yes, please. Please, we're trying to fight COVID. I mean, we're trying to fight germs in general, but especially now. um, We need all the help we can get trying to fight this pandemic. If you're going to sneeze or if you're going to cough, please do it into your arm. Thank you. We here at Random Thoughts and Best Regards, thank you if you would do that. Uh, Again, that's another simple one. Number 15, pick up your dog shit. That's a rule of etiquette that gets broken all the time. And in fact, now there's even companies that will come around and pick up poop on your property if you let your own dog poop on your property. But yeah, if you're walking your dog in your neighborhood or in your city or town, I mean, again, there's there's pretty much an ordinance for this everywhere you go. Uh, pick up your dog shit. It's real simple. Real simple. Your dog shits, pick it up. You want to be a pet owner? Be responsible. Pick up your dog shit. This one, I, I follow this one a lot. Um, and even sometimes at work, I feel uncomfortable with this. Um, but number 14 is do not give out someone else's number without their permission. I'm a big believer in this. Um, and even sometimes at work, when I feel like it would be okay to give out a colleague's number because of what we're working on, um, I always kind of hesitate because I just, I want to give that respect and that privacy of not giving their number to somebody unless they deem it's okay. Um, That one's, you know, I realize some people don't see a lot of issue with that etiquette wise because they could be like, well, the person doesn't have to answer the phone. Yeah. Again, I think it's better to err on the side of caution, and if somebody doesn't have somebody else's number, I always think it's better to get permission first before giving out their number. So that's number 14 on this BuzzFeed list. Uh, number 13, it's a big one for me, and actually when I, when I read it to you, I will tell you a specific story um, for me. Um, so number 13 is when staying as a guest with friends slash family, pick up after yourself. Help clean the dishes and offer to buy them a meal or some beer to say thank you. Um, this is a big one for me. Um, Jonah and I a lot of times will go on vacation out to California and you know we'll visit Shintu. Um, and in the past, I've I've always been big uh, when I stayed in his apartment. Um, I was always was big on you know clean, trying to clean up uh, the dishes, clean up you know wherever I could help out, kind of clean up around the apartment since I was staying there. Um, and then I would always buy him, you know, dinner or a meal to, to say thank you. Um, same thing last year when we went out. Um, I was, um, you know, was always trying to at least get uh, some kind of uh, meal for Shindu and his girlfriend for having us and inviting them to stay at their home. And this, this time was a little different because they had a guest house 
and Jonah and I were staying in the guest house and I was constantly uh, cleaning the dishes in the guest house like anything that Jonah and I used I cleaned uh, we kept the guest house as clean as possible I kept tidying up cleaning up it's just a common courtesy I mean I, I, I just you treat it like you, you treat anywhere you go you just kind of treat it like you'd want your house to be treated and that's how I felt you know staying in their guest house last year I just I, I made sure that we took care of all the dishes uh, you know there's nobody there to take care their job is not to take care of us it's it's our job to to be there have a good time and take care of ourselves and that's what we did when we were on vacation um, and again I always try to to give to buy a dinner or something to say thank you um, you know sometimes I'll, if, if I can do it I'll, I'll you know I'll try to pay for multiple meals because I, I greatly appreciate them opening up their doors to me that's just that's just common hospitality and I think that's really important um so that's that's how that's what i try to do um to say thank you when i'm staying at somebody's house sounds crazy right my way of trying to say thank you is not leaving a mess and buying them dinner um that seems like such a simple concept right like it's crazy that this even has to be on an etiquette list um here's one man if you're a guy number third number 12 sorry if you're a guy work on your damn aim don't piss all over the toilet seats in a public bathroom i mean first of all be considerate to others and then be considerate to the hard-working person that's the janitor that has to clean up that bathroom we all know hey listen we all know being a janitor is not a glorious job um it can be pardon the pun shitty enough as is to take crap from from people about being a janitor uh, for as a career choice, you you don't need to just be a complete slob and make their lives even more miserable. Uh, aim aim in the goddamn bowl. It's simple. Simple. Don't piss all over the seat. That's number twelve. Eleven. And this one's really funny because I got a kick out of this at my son's school with uh, the social distancing and everything else. But this one is a good one. Number eleven. You walk in the halls the same way you drive your car. Now again. The way some people drive, we may not want them walking in the halls the same way, but all in all being equal, you should walk a hallway the same way you drive. So driving one direction, stay to the right. Driving in the other direction, stay to the left. Walking in one direction, stay to the right. Walking in another direction, stay to the left. My son's school went as far this year uh, as to take it because of one day one way directionals because of social distancing and covid they actually turn the hallways into streets like with uh with the street lines and and everything else so i thought that was a really cool uh concept especially kind of for kids to try to make it fun um especially since it's a lot of one-way traffic and everything else they actually turn the hallways into streets with all the street markings and everything else so i thought that was a cool idea um so maybe because of the pandemic now Maybe number 11 will be something that we don't have to worry about in, in the near future because maybe everybody will actually walk uh, properly down a hallway thanks to all the social distancing protocols. Um, all right, here we go now. We are into the top 10. And number 10, again, I feel like I shouldn't have to say it, but I'm going to. doesn't need a lot of explanation, um, but wash your damn hands after using the bathroom. Again, even if we weren't in this pandemic, you should always be washing your hands 
after you use the bathroom. Uh, again, doesn't need a lot of explanation there. Uh, number nine on the BuzzFeed list of etiquette rules that are commonly broken is if you're mad at a company for some transgression, don't take out your rage on the customer service rep. Chances are that person has had people freaking out at them all day and they have no control over what you're upset about. So try to remember that. I know a lot of times we all get frustrated um, with companies and we, we are forced to deal with their frontline customer service reps and uh, a lot of times it can be frustrating because you're frustrated. Sometimes they're jaded from having to listen to this shit repetitively all day long. Um, but a lot of times there are a lot of things that are outside of their control. Take it from somebody who once upon a time in his life did customer service. There's only so much control or only so much power that you have to make something better over the phone. Um, and you're very limited. And sometimes you, you do feel crappy when you hang up the phone because you wish that you could have done more for that person, but the corporate structure just, just does not allow you to. Um, so kind of take a breath when you're getting frustrated with that customer service rep, uh, even if sometimes they're asking for it. Um, just take a breath and realize um, sometimes it might be out of their control. Uh, number eight is such a big one, especially in this day and age. Number eight don't touch people unless they say it's okay. I can't stress this one enough now, even before the pandemic. Um, and I know I realize I feel like I'm saying that a lot with the etiquette rules, but um, this one, yeah, don't don't invade somebody's personal space. Don't touch somebody unless they say it's okay. There um, is a lot going on in our world with sexual harassment and everything else. Um, don't touch somebody unless you have permission to. It's it's simple. There's really no need for you to be touching somebody. Um, so just don't touch them. Don't touch them. It's, it's better off for, for everybody. Um, number seven. When someone is showing you a picture on their phone, you should not swipe left or right. I mean, this one to me seems so simple. It a phone is like sort of now as crazy as it's going to sound a phone is sort of like an extension of your body and it, it kind of goes back to number eight which is you know don't touch anybody well number seven is the same thing it's a phone is kind of an extension of my body and i'm showing you something on my phone you don't have permission to touch my screen and move it left or right you, you just don't so that one's that one i think is pretty pretty straightforward um number six is a huge one it's huge and uh, a lot of people need to learn this one and again what I'm doing right now with this BuzzFeed article is sharing the basic rules of etiquette that get broken every day uh, and again this one is too real uh, number six you don't always have to have an opinion on everything saying I don't know is fine ah my god that is so the truth so the truth uh, my son as a matter of fact asked me a question the other day and I didn't know the answer to it and I told him I said 
you know, Jonah, I really don't know. We need to look that up. And he said, oh, okay. And I proceeded to say, you know, buddy, I'm sorry that daddy doesn't know it. Um, but I said, I'd rather tell you I don't know something than to give you the wrong information or pretend like I know what I'm talking about. I'd rather just the both of us will look it up and we'll find out the actual answer. And he was cool with that. And I think, uh, again, I said it, you know, when it, when it comes to race and it comes to things like that, I, I always tell people, learn first, speak second. That's such a, like a, a, that's such a Todd thing. Like I really need to get that printed on a shirt. Uh, learn first, speak second. And, and I think it's so true, man. You don't always have to have an opinion on everything. Um, you can say, I don't know. You could just keep your opinion to yourself. That's a new one. Try that one. Keep your opinion to yourself. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. And everybody doesn't want to hear your opinion. That's the bottom line. So that's where you go with that one. Number five, be aware of your surroundings when walking in crowded areas. This one is so true. I mean, we see the failed videos all the time of people being distracted in their phones on, you know, busy New York streets or Chicago streets or Boston. And, you know, there's just, you know, they walk out into traffic or they walk off the curb or, you know, um, be aware of your surroundings in, in the busy, busy, crowded areas. Um, theme parks is another one. Be aware of your surroundings and theme parks when you're walking with your head up your butt. Um, just be aware. I mean, I grew up in the shadow of New York City and I was just raised that way. I was raised to be aware, uh, head on a swivel, man, head on a swivel for multiple reasons, just for safety, if nothing else, just um, head on a swivel in crowded areas. Just be aware of everything and everybody around you. Um, simple rule of etiquette that uh, tends to get lost in this uh, world of distractions. Uh, number four, headphones are not optional. In a public space, no one wants to hear your music or your video clips playing. That one's simple, because I completely agree with it. Put your headphones in. Don't want to hear your music. Don't want to hear your video clips. Don't want to hear your phone call conversations. Simple. Number three, when walking with several friends on a sidewalk, pair up in two by two instead of everyone walking in a row so others can't pass on the sidewalk. Again, simple etiquette there. If you're walking with a group of friends, just pair up in two. Everybody's got a buddy. Everybody's got a buddy. You're all still kind of together in a group. Just keep moving forward, allowing space for people to pass. Conversations can keep happening. Uh, number two is a big one, especially we've got so much out there on social media. Um, with the, with the pandemic, with the election, uh, so many things, but I see this happen all the time on social media. Number two on the BuzzFeed list of the simple rules of etiquette that are constantly broken is listen to the content of what people are saying before replying. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, seriously. Listen to an entire video clip or listen to, in from start to finish, whatever you are looking at on social media completely vet it out before you go and start making comments on it or start replying to it. Um, that's, that's a big one. Uh, and the number one, the number one biggest rule of etiquette that is constantly broken 
and it seems so simple and it's the whole reason why we're here and why I chose to highlight this article on random thoughts and best regards this week because this is one of my biggest pet peeves man I can't stress it enough number one on the list when it comes to elevators let others off before you get on I don't understand where the breakdown in society has come where nobody does this anymore this is one of my biggest pet peeves are we all in such a rush or is what we have to do all so damn more important than allowing somebody else to get off an elevator before we get on it it drives me nuts it is so damn rude and it is such a simple rule of etiquette to follow man if somebody is on an elevator and it arrives on their floor allow them to get off before you bum rush the elevator can't stress it enough one of my biggest pet peeves so there you have it glad I had a chance to share that BuzzFeed article with you again these are the basic rules of etiquette that get broken every day and it is all too real I hope that you learned from this I hope if you are doing anything that you heard during this segment that it gives you that moment of pause and you say you know what T-O-double-D thanks thanks for enlightening me that I have lost my way when it comes to etiquette I am now going to try and be a better person a more polite person, a more well-rounded person. And I most definitely, T-O-double-D, will allow people to get off the elevator before I get on. So this news story came across the Uh, Newswires last week and I didn't have a chance to talk about it on last week's episode so I wanted to go ahead and touch on it this week Um, because it kind of when I read it I was kind of like aw I was always a huge fan again I've I've talked a lot about sitcoms and comedy on this show Um, it goes goes all the way back Um, I love all the old sitcoms even you know um, the Dick Van Dyke show I love Lucy Um, really a huge fan of Lucille Ball um I remember for years at uh, Universal Studios in Orlando, uh, before they turned it into a Hello Kitty store, they used to have a um, I Love Lucy tribute um, area where you could go in and you could see clips of the show and different um, different pieces of memorabilia um, from Lucille Ball, and it was one of my, my one of my favorite spots at Universal Studios. Um, but uh, again, big fan of Lucille Ball. Desi Arnaz, I Love Lucy. So when I saw this, this made me a little sad. Um, Desiree Anzalone, the great-granddaughter of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz Sr., died from breast cancer at the age of 31. Um, just so sad. Such a such a short life um, to, to be gone at the age of 31. I, again, I know a lot is, is going on in the world and, and we're losing people left and right to, to COVID lately. Um, but uh, cancer is just, just terrible. And, and here's another instance of breast cancer taking somebody all, uh, all too soon. Um, 
Desiree's mother, Julia Arnaz, uh, one of Desi Arnaz Jr.'s two children, confirmed the news uh, to people last week. Um, while Desiree died peacefully, Julia told the magazine, watching her slip away was just, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. No mother should have to watch that. Um, Julia noted that Desiree was a photographer, model, and singer, and that she reminded her so much of the famed I Love Lucy actress Lucille Ball. Um, the mother was quoted as saying, she was so beautiful, just so, so beautiful inside and out. Uh, Julia revealed she really, really reminded me a lot of my grandmother, more so than I. Um, Desiree was the first great-grandchild and only great-granddaughter of the iconic actors. Uh, her maternal grandfather, Desi Arnaz Jr., is one of two children Ball and Arnaz shared. Um, her mom went on to say she was so special. All our children are special, but this little girl was something. We were best friends. We still are. Um, so again, sad news out of the Arnaz family um, as the first great-grandchild, the first great-granddaughter of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz passed away uh, last week after a battle with breast cancer at only the age of 31. You know, I have something pretty cool that I want to talk about and share. Uh, what I'll have to do, though, is for the protection of everybody, I'll have to uh, withhold or redact names, so to speak. Um, but I, my friend recently did something pretty cool, and, and I'm really proud of her, um, especially during this time uh, with the pandemic and everything else going on in the world. Um, it's very easy to get down. It's very easy to get depressed. It's very easy to kind of go down on your luck. Um, it's been rough since since March. Um, a lot of us have just been stuck in this rut. Uh, sometimes it's 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 uh, one day is harder than the next. Um, and also uh, economically and financially, it's really hurt a lot of people. Um, again, I've had some friends who have either been completely laid off or furloughed since March. Um, and and the friend that I'm talking about today is one of those who's been pretty much furloughed since April. Uh, and she did something really cool with her time off. You know, we're now in uh, October, um, but of about a month into her furlough, she decided that uh, she was gonna go ahead and renew uh, all her certifications for foster care. Um, she figured she was home now, and she was home for the relatively foreseeable future here. Um, as the, the industry that her job is in didn't really seem that the turnaround was going to happen all that fast. Um, and, and as a matter of fact, um, you know, she's still waiting to get the call back to work. Uh, and we're now in October. So um, she took this opportunity and she had done foster care in the past many, many years ago. Um, but now she took this opportunity to renew um, all her certifications. She got up to speed. Um, she got approved on everything, did all her research, got approved. Um, and I kid you not, it was a, a pretty uh, cool process to watch because, uh, again, shit you not, she finalized everything on a Monday and on a Tuesday afternoon, 
the day after they called her uh, that they were going to be bringing her uh, a child. Uh, and it was it was a young girl, and they brought her, and um, she's been with her for about a month now, and it's been pretty amazing to watch. Uh, it, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to. Um, to see her open up her home and her heart uh, to a child in need. It's, it's amazing to see how the child has responded to her and how they interact with each other. And, um, it's just, um, it's, it's a, such a real, um, interesting and, and cool process. And I'm just really proud of her that she took this opportunity instead of just kind of sitting home, um, watching the news, getting angrier, getting depressed or getting frustrated, um, you know, she just she said you know what I'm gonna do something and I'm gonna do something positive and um, you know having having this child come into her life has been positive for the both of them she's she's able to help a young child in need and this child in turn is you know helping her kind of channel her energy and, and give her uh, her life sort of a focus and a meaning that it, it so much needs right now and I just I think it's really cool um, and again I, for obviously personal reasons and protection of everybody involved I can't say too much on air uh, in terms of personal information or names but it's just it's it's really cool uh, I'm proud of her it was a big step um, you know uh, and, and she's doing it and she's she's doing it well and it's really cool to see the impact that they're having on each other like like that's the cool part to me um, is to see the impact that they're having on each other and I'm just really proud that in this crazy time um, again it, it just things kind of suck right now and it's very easy to fall into a rut um, it's really cool I know I'm repeating myself but it just I I don't know how else to put it in words. It's just really cool that she took this time uh, during her furlough and during the pandemic to just go ahead and, and get recertified um, and make a difference in the community by becoming a foster parent. So I, I just wanted to take a few minutes and talk about that on the show because, uh, again, really cool, really proud of my friend for doing this. Alright, that'll do it for another edition of Random Thoughts and Best Regards. I want to thank everybody for joining us this week and taking a little bit of time out of your crazy lives in this crazy world right now and spending it with us. Hopefully we were able to uh, let you get lost for just a little bit here and enjoy the show. One thing that I do want to talk about, I don't talk about it much, but I do want to mention it right now because I am so thankful and seriously, without the audience i know it sounds cliche but without the audience really what point is there to do a show um i love our audience i'm so thankful for everybody and i'm so excited with the way this show just continues to grow and i could not do it without you guys i want to let everybody know because again i don't talk about it much but of course domestically here in the united states the show is gaining a big following it's picking up steam we're doing well but the thing that excites me so much is to know that my show is actually breaking out internationally and getting getting recognition getting listens getting plays in international countries so i wanted to let everybody know who is a fan of this show not only here in the united states is random thoughts and best regards getting listens and plays but we are also in ireland germany Turkey and Singapore. How cool is that? 
it just excites me so much for the future of this show and it just makes me so happy that the audience is growing uh, and I just I am so thankful for everybody especially during these hard times with the pandemic and all over the world shit's crazy right now so so thankful to everybody who takes the time out of their week to tune into the show and listen to me ramble about random things because it's literally what we do on this show um, so again thank you thank you to everybody uh, join us next week big show next week it's going to be a fun show it is our halloween special on random thoughts and best regards that's right boo to you it's time to celebrate a little halloween on random thoughts and best regards next week so make sure you don't miss the show until then like i always say now be kind to each other stay safe stay healthy thanks for listening to my dad's show